Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. In the summer and fall of 1863, the once pretty town of Gettysburg, just across the Mason-Dixon line, was a grim and horrible place. After the great battle in July, both armies had left their dead where they'd fallen. Soldiers and local residents pressed into the job, covered 8,000 bodies in shallow graves. But relatives rushing to the battlefield in search of lost loved ones dug up the bodies and rifled their pockets for identification, then moved on. Housewives stepped around corpses in their vegetable gardens. Farmers wondered how they'd ever plow their fields. A young Gettysburg banker named David Wills sent an urgent wire to Pennsylvania Governor Andrew Curtin asking for help. Facing a difficult re-election campaign, Curtin wanted the problem solved, so he made Wills his agent. The young banker created an interstate commission to raise funds. A contractor agreed to rebury the dead for $1.59 per body. Wills found someone to design a new cemetery and laid plans for its dedication in October. To highlight the ceremony, he invited the nation's premier orator, Harvard President Edward Everett. Everett was the star in a golden age of oratory, in which audiences stood through speeches of two and three hours, hanging on to every word and every gesture. Everett had crafted speeches for Daniel Webster and dedicated battlefields at Lexington, Concord, and Bunker Hill. He'd be honored to speak, he told Wills, but he couldn't meet the October deadline. There was much research to do first, and however long the talk, he always spoke from memory. He had to rehearse. Wills set a new date, November 19th. When Wills learned that at least 10,000 people from all over the North were coming, he thought that a few remarks by President Abraham Lincoln might also be in order. A few weeks before the ceremony, he extended the invitation to the White House. The timing was not unusual. This was, after all, a state function in Pennsylvania, not a national one, and Lincoln was not offended. But the master politician was eager to come. He had his own campaign to think about, and he wanted his aides to circulate among the dignitaries and political leaders in the crowd and gather intelligence. Thursday, November 19th, dawned a splendid day, with a clear sky and some late fall color lingering in the trees. The procession left town on schedule and arrived at the cemetery by noon. From a raised speaker's platform, the Reverend T.H. Stockton read a prayer. Above and behind him, onlookers could see the graves, perhaps a third of them recently filled, many freshly dug. Beside the platform, the flap of a tent opened, and Edward Everett emerged with a thick sheaf of papers, his oration, which he ostentatiously placed on a small table beside him. He wouldn't touch it again. For the next two hours, he was all that anyone could ask for. He recalled how the ancient Greeks honored their dead after the Battle of Marathon and compared the invading Confederates to the Asiatic hordes of Persia bent on bringing slavery to the land. He pointed to the now well-known places on the field, Round Top, the Devil's Den, the Wheatfield and Peach Orchard, Seminary Ridge, Cemetery Ridge, and described each phase of the battle. He picked up the doctrines of secession and states' rights, broke them in his hands, and hurled them down. As we bid farewell to the dust of these martyr heroes, he concluded, in the glorious annals of our common country, there will be no brighter page than that which relates the battles of Gettysburg. The audience applauded. They'd heard a masterpiece. A hymn began. Then Abraham Lincoln rose to his feet. In a high tenor voice that carried his Kentucky accent to the far reaches of a crowd estimated now at almost 20,000, he began an address of only 272 words. Fourscore and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, 
conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. The rest is history, a history in which Edward Everett would be all but forgotten.